Hi guys, welcome back to Wildest Kruger Stories. I'm Craig. And I'm Carolina, and we're coming to you from Kruger once again. Yeah. We are currently at Tamboiti Tented Camp, which is one of our absolute favorite camps. It is such a beautiful camp. And uh, yeah, we're recording the podcast here, actually. Yeah, we lit- we're literally sitting on our porch uh, watching the Timbavati River. And, I mean, it's actually got water in for now, so it's actually a seasonal river, and it only runs, like, literally for a couple of days every year uh, when there's some serious rain so we're quite fortunate to be here during a time where um, the river's actually flowing it's not the biggest stream but it's a stream nonetheless yeah and it's full-blown summer about mm. 35 yeah, degrees yeah. right now we are sweating like crazy yeah uh, but it is wonderful and i always get so like i keep on forgetting and then when summer comes i always get struck by how green it is and how beautiful that makes the bush look yeah it it is something special because i mean like when like you know from a photography point of view from a game viewing point of view winter is probably the more ideal time to visit but um, which we have spoken about in the podcast yeah. if anyone wants to go back and um, uh, listen but i suppose like you know there is something special about summer you know like you, you mentioned the greenery um all the fresh flowers i mean look we look sitting right in front of us is a sickle bush and we've got these beautiful purple and yellow flowers on them which you don't see in winter um, and the babies. And the babies, of course. Um, the babies are all over the place. All the best babies and polar babies. All of them, oh, all sorts. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, every now and then you you generally, as a photographer and and a wildlife enthusiast, you generally dread summer because of the density of the vegetation, and it's harder to see the animals. But you tend to for, you also tend to forget the the beautiful things that summer brings as well, uh, mm-hmm. like the the babies, the flowers that beautiful green the river's flowing so yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been incredible to spend quite a bit of time over this early summer period or this middle midsummer period yeah do you want to tell the listeners why we're here and yeah why we're in kruger yeah. what we're doing here I, I th- uh, as time. you as you would know <laughs> um we're here because we've got a client i've had a client that that booked with us quite a while ago and actually i'm not going to dive too much on who she is and what she does because she's a very interesting girl and she is going to be on our next episode of our yes. podcast with us so we're super excited to have our our first official client on the podcast um and just so she can kind of chat about what the experience because it's her first time to to africa not just south africa africa first time on safari first time seeing all these beautiful animals so it's going to be uh, i think pretty amazing for the listeners to actually just get a gauge on just what it's like for a first time safari go to get in a car with people you have no idea who they are you've just chatted to them via via social media and uh, what's uh, emails whatsapps whatever the case may be and uh, it's just just hit the ground running and go straight on a 10-day safari yeah and like you see i think we're gonna hear a little bit about kruger from a, another perspective because it's her first time being here mm. and i think that's gonna be very cool and something that a few of you have uh, suggested uh, as a guest when i've been asking on my instagram who who do you guys want to want us to bring on as a guest is there, is there any suggestions and then a few of you were like can't you bring on a guest and as in a client a guest yeah that came with us to see what that's like and get that perspective of africa and kruger and yeah that whole experience i think it's going to be a very a very interesting episode um i think uh what we're but right now let's get back to our episode now yes. today because i don't want to give too much away of that no. that episode because i think it's gonna be really exciting and i think the listeners are really really gonna enjoy it mm. um but yeah, guys, I hope you all had a, a fantastic festive season. Um, myself and Carolina spent a little bit of time apart from each other. She went back to Sweden 
Um, and I also got to spend some time with some family that I hadn't seen in a very, very, very long time. So it was good, a nice break. We're back from the break. Four weeks without doing a podcast, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's been a while since we since we did a podcast. We took a little bit of a break now over over the festive season, and yeah, excited to be back and, and get going again. We've got mm. so many topics to to tick off that we've come up with during the the break. So, how was Sweden? Oh, Sweden was amazing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's such a special time of the year, and I always struggle because you know living in in Africa and uh, living in South Africa is literally living on the other side of the earth yeah, from from where i've grown up and from yeah, where yeah. my family is and so on it's a different world it is a very different world and you literally have opposite seasons and you know uh, i'm lucky that i'm on the same time zone which definitely makes it easier uh, which is, is quite cool when you think you're traveling all over the world uh, from literally across the planet and then you're still in the same time zone but um yeah so holiday season season is always quite tough for me uh, because it's such a special time to be home and to be with family so it's definitely the times where i'm Sorry about that, guys. That's a car driving past. We are sitting outside, so if there's a bit of noise, yeah, it's probably just cars and so on. So I hope that's fine. Anyway, um, this is definitely a time of the year where I'm I'm missing home the most, and where I I struggle to you know uh, to be living ac- across the planet from from where I've grown up and from my family. And about a was it like a week or two before Christmas? Mm, it was about that, yeah. Craig kind of surprised me and was like, "Do you want to go home for Christmas?" And I was like, "You can't, you can't say that." <laughs> I just started crying and I'm like, "Don't, don't give me that option." I'm like, "Because I'm gonna do it." And like, you can't, you can't even say that because that's like, um, you know, I've decided I wasn't gonna go home, uh, but then you found kind of last minute flight tickets and yeah. you were like, "You should go home because you know how much it means to me." Yeah, so I booked it last minute and uh, I phoned my dad and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm coming home. This is happening, but don't tell anyone. So we decided that I was going to surprise my family, which is something that I've wanted to do for so long because I just see all these like videos on Instagram and stuff and I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun to surprise my family. But I've always planned, like when I go home, I always plan it so far in advance that it's just been like really not viable to to be surprising um but then i chatted to my dad and i was like let's keep it a surprise and surprise everyone uh, and that's what we did and it was uh, it was amazing it was so much fun and they were all very very surprised yeah i saw the videos it looked looked pretty pretty cool yeah. uh, i must be honest everyone was super super surprised and no one expected a thing so that was amazing yeah um so yeah we didn't spend festive season together but we're going in hot uh into the 2023 season yes um we've like I said, we're on trip with a client straight off the bat. Uh, so yeah, so we're looking forward to 2023. Um, I've got a few uh, questions that actually a couple of Instagram followers have asked me, and I'm going to start with the the more humorous one. And the one was, <laughs> why why do you have so many different pairs of sunglasses? <laughs> and the answer is, I don't. I don't have so many pairs of sunglasses. I just lose my sunglasses every other week and I have to buy new ones. Uh, that's, that's why I don't buy expensive sunglasses. And that's why I've stopped giving Craig sunglasses as gifts. Yeah, I don't do well with sun. Oh, wow, that's a monkey that just jumped onto our deck. monkey here. Lovely, a little vervet monkey. Beautiful, but you got to keep your eye on them. But yeah, so that's the answer to that question. Um, 
the the sunglasses. I don't I don't own multiple pairs. I always just own one at a time. But, but I just you lose them, them like every, once a month at least. Well, yeah, yeah or, I or, or like sit on them yeah. or step on them, and it's not just yours because then you will like you lose one or step on one, then you'd be like, oh, but Caroline, I can't I borrow your your glasses, and I'm like, okay, okay, well. You know, I love you, so that's the least yeah. I can do. And then you sit on them or step on them, and you're like, oh, oh no. But also, them some of them aren't aren't always accidents. Like, let's be honest. Like, some of them I've actually lost like a couple in in sightings. You know, so <laughs> I I lost a pair. Of, this this was actually the last pair of Ray Bans. It was a couple of years ago. I got Ray Bans for my birthday from my parents, and uh, I looked after them quite well. It was probably one of the only pairs of glasses that I looked after quite well, and. Um, I I went off and I went off road for a leopard uh, on game drive and it was very thick bush and I my sunglasses and hat because my hat my sunglasses were sitting on top of my hat and got hooked by a thorn bush and I grabbed the hat but the sunglasses fell down but the leopard was still mobile and um, I said okay, I'll pick them up on the way back and I went off and this leopard killed an impala um, so obviously the sighting got quite busy. A lot of people were responding to it. And um, I forgot about my sunglasses, obviously, with all the excitement. And I, I think about two or three uh, vehicles had circled around me while we were watching a leopard took kill into the tree. It was fantastic, beautiful sighting. And by, when I'm leaving, my tracker looks at me. He's like, Craig, let's look for your sunglasses. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, let's do that. And obviously three other vehicles had come in and not seen my sunglasses. And it had been driven over by three other vehicles. Um, so my fancy Ray-Bans. And that was the day I decided, nah, fancy sunglasses are not the way to go. Not for you. And guys, just for those of you who are interested in birds, that is a red-chested cuckoo calling. And it's breeding season at the moment. So if you can hear that through the speaker, maybe you can't, maybe you can. But it's a very loud bird. It's sitting right above us. <laughs> yeah. No, that's quite funny uh, mm. how you lose your sunglasses, and I do definitely agree with you. Uh, fancy sunglasses are not for you. You are the hundred rand kind of sunglasses yeah. person, yeah, because you will end up spending about the same as buying one pair. Of fancy no, exactly. Ones. Yeah. So over the course of a year, I will spend what the same amount, like exactly what Carolina said, the same amount of money that you would on a nice pair of Ray Bans because I just lose them all the time. Yeah. And uh, what was the other question you had gotten? On oh, it wasn't Instagram? really a question. It was a, it was more of a statement. And it's the second time I've got. I'm going to start making this my trademark. Uh, another person said to me, um, "You sound just like Owen McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi." Um, and There's I, actually someone else who messaged me. I know about in the, the podcast, in the earlier yeah. in the earlier days of our podcast, um, they did. They messaged you and said you sound. And I got another one, and I remembered that. And um, I, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, thanks for the compliment, guys. Appreciate it. So, guys, actually, what we've been chatting to, I've chatted, been chatting to a couple of people. I know Carolina has been chatting to quite a few people. And she's also, in the 2022 year, we were flying quite a lot throughout um, the globe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, we're just going to have a quick chat about getting to South Africa and accessibility to South Africa and the different airlines you can travel with to South Africa um, and things you need to look out with, with um, or things you need to look out for uh, with these airlines. Yeah, kind of things to keep in mind. Um, I think like a lot of people ask me like, okay, so how long does it take you know, to fly to South Africa and so long? And, and I have done a lot of back and forth from mm. to South Africa to Sweden. So I've, I've tried 
pretty much all the airlines that do fly from Sweden or Europe to South Africa. Uh, usually my usual route will be, uh, like if I'm traveling from Sweden, it will be somewhere from Sweden to somewhere in Europe. It will usually be like a one or two hour flight to somewhere in Europe. It can be uh, Amsterdam, London, Frankfurt. Uh, I've done Madrid the one time. Uh, yeah, different, all those big, different big airports. And then it's about a nine, 10 or 11 hour flight, depending on where in Europe you're flying from. Uh, usually overnight over to South Africa. So you fly like at like 10 o'clock in the evening and then land at like 10, nine, 10 o'clock in the, in the morning uh, in South Africa. And those are probably my favorite flights to do. The ones mm. where you fly overnight yeah, yeah. and you have like one long 10, 11 hour flight. Cause then you can sleep and the flight actually goes quite quickly and then when you land if you manage to sleep on the flight and get a couple of hours of sleep i've managed like i usually get managed to maybe get six hours of sleep i land and i'm actually quite rested and like you land in the morning you have like a full day of you know going about and, and well, starting your adventure kind of thing it adds on an extra day to your kind of holiday almost because yeah. you don't need that recovery day uh from traveling through the day and not sleeping exactly um you yeah, it gives you that extra day where you're a little, you slightly more energetic. I mean, no one is energetic when they come off a plane, let's be honest. But yeah. Or for a long flight. But it does give you a little bit more energy um, if you do do those night flights. Exactly. And then I've also flown with Turkish Airlines and Qatar, which are both really good airlines. Like, highly recommend they, them. Probably at the moment, they're my favorite ones uh, because... I have to be honest, and I had favorites before COVID, and then after COVID, those favorites have changed because airlines have actually cut down on like a lot of the like small little packets that you get on an overnight flight, and you know those kind of cute things, and that's kind of they've cut that down after COVID, which is understandable. Uh, they you know trying to recover and so on, but uh, so they at the moment those are my favorite airlines to fly with because they're just very good from a service point of view and it's value for money isn't it I absolutely mean, it's, uh, it's it's a, it's an affordable airline yeah absolutely um usually all these airlines land on around the same price it just kind of depends on which time of the year yeah. i'm flying which ones is, is cheaper and kind of like who has a special at the moment but the only negative thing with those for me just from where i'm flying from is that you don't have that long overnight flight. So usually it'll be so it'll be like a five hour flight to to Turkey or I think it's I think it's like six hours to Doha, which is the one yeah. with, with Qatar. And then it's like an eight hour flight to It almost South cuts Africa. your your flight time in half. Exactly. So you have like your two travel time, sorry. you've got two like longish flights instead of one short and one very long. Uh, and and that can be preferable for some people, but for me personally, why it gets why I don't like it is because that's often the first flight or like the layover is in the middle of the night. So I'll like land at like one o'clock in the morning and then fly again at like three o'clock. And then I'm like, which one do I do I try to sleep on? Like yeah, which flight exactly. do I try to sleep yeah. on? So because um, you also know if you sleep on one, you're not going to be able to sleep on the other. Exactly. So yeah, you're deciding on which leg would you rather sleep. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that's just my, my experience and my suggestion uh, and just uh, good to know for those who maybe are looking to come to South Africa. Uh, when it comes to flying from Europe, from, sorry, from America or Asia or Australia, uh, I'm not the right person to ask because I haven't done that. Uh, but because it's a little bit Those different. are long legs. And I mean, yeah, you're never, you're never really escaping, especially if you're like America, you're never really escaping. If you're coming from 
the western part or the midwest um, you're never really escaping a long travel day Mm. Uh, because if you're coming along the east coast of america you know there's direct flights from atlanta and um and new york so or new york city and that that can that that's okay because you can try fly i think the flight time is about 16 hours or something yeah it's ridiculous um and but if you're coming from the midwest you've got to do two or three flights before you actually get to south africa so it is difficult and same for same goes for australia yeah so that's just good to know Uh, and then i just wanted to like talk about something when Mm. flying home to sweden now i flew with klm also really really great great um airline highly recommend them so i flew to amsterdam which was about i think 11 hours and then one and a half to Sweden or something, two hours maybe it was, to uh, Stockholm. Really great, uh, awesome and all. But the thing was, when you book your tickets and stuff, and also when you check in, they are like, oh, do you want to upgrade to a little bit more comfort? And, you know, (laughs) obviously, like, first class is, you know, never never a viable option for me uh, like I just find it ridiculous how, how much that costs and I'm like there's no way I'm spending that money on a flight ticket but uh, and then you have like you know you've got first class and business and whatever and like those all those different levels I don't know but then I saw the one that was like economy comfort and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And they were like, yeah, Yo, you get a little bit more um, leg room. And the like, chairs are a little bit bigger. And like there was something else that, you know, like it's just a little bit better. And it was like maybe like an extra 1,500 rand, 2,000 rand, which is like maybe $100 for those who don't know rand conversion. And so around $100, 100 euros for this extra like economy comfort thing. And I was like, okay, that's not bad for just adding on. So I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, well, you know what? I've done these flats so many times. I know that I can, I can sleep on those other, like the normal economy seats. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. So yeah, I can, I can make it work. Yeah. So I was like, no, let me not you know, do it. And I'm so glad I didn't because you know how they like make you, cause this is also like a trick. They, they make you enter the plane from the front so that you walk through business yeah, class yeah, yeah. and first class to like see how fancy and nice they've got it. Uh, so that maybe next time you'll be like, Oh, maybe I should do it. But anyway, so you walk through there and then you walk through and it's, <laughs> we walk through economy comfort and I'm looking at these seats and they're the same. I'm like, this looks exactly the same as the seats in economy. It was like maybe a little bit more leg room, but like five centimeters. Like, you know, it was not a lot of leg room. Would it have made that much of a difference though? Like, Honestly, I mean, it's, it, sounds no. like, it sounds like the biggest scam of exactly existence, yeah. like of airline history, economy comfort. Like, don't get me wrong. You can justify business class and first class. I mean, the service you get, the seats you get. I mean, now on some airlines, you're getting these like fancy capsules in your own little room and it's got quite extreme. Which is amazing for the people that can afford that, but I think I think you're just pushing the envelope when you're now when you're now advertising and what's it what's it called economy saver what uh, economy comfort economy comfort I mean that that is just ridiculous because it's yeah. not that much different. No, I just kind of laughed to myself and actually wrote it down. I was like, I should talk 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 about this on the podcast because I was like, this is not worth it. But I don't know. At the same time, I didn't fly those seats, so maybe it does make a difference. So if someone has flown economy yeah, comfort and they were like, yeah, it made a huge difference, then let us know and maybe I'll book it next time. But yeah, I just looking at it right there and then, I was like, no, I would have been so disappointed if 
thought was going on the economy seat, uh, comfort seat. But then also, what is up with air- airplanes being so cold? Like, why is it always freezing? I'm pretty sure there's a reason for that. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it is. Uh, but, yeah. I always pack, like, an extra pair of pants and, like, a very, like, warm jersey because I know I get super <laughs> cold. And I was, like, struggling to oh, sleep because I was goodness. just freezing. Yeah, no, so that was, uh, that was my... Oh! Wow. Oh, wow, yeah. that was a monkey. That ran across our porch again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just... I uh, just thought that was funny. So... Obviously, you were you spent a lot of time with your family, and it was spontaneous for uh, it was spontaneous uh, for you to go back to Sweden. Um, but tell me, like, when after after you leave, like, is it really difficult for you to leave and come back to South Africa? Yeah, it's always it's always tough, you know, because obviously, like, you know, being with family, it's very special times and. You always you always get a little bit sad leaving, especially I think after COVID, realizing that, okay, well, I actually don't know what might happen until I see you guys next. Like I think I'm going back in six months, but but who knows? Yeah. Um, because that's I think that's the wake up call we all got uh, with with the pandemic. So like it's always it's always kind of tough to leave, but I think it's actually my friend also asked me that and she was like how's it feeling going back to South Africa now like you know after being home and everything like how are you feeling and I said to her because I think right now it's so much easier for me to go back because we are in such a fortunate position with what we do for a living at the moment and we are really creating our own happiness through our career and through our job uh, which I think is incredible I'm so I'm so grateful for being being able to do that so every every time we're doing something new or we're going into like the next project or we're finishing a project or whatever it might be like i'm going home from sweden i always have something something to look forward to so like because we've we've kind of our lives are looking like that now that we do projects and yeah. then like hard work for a bit and then we're usually home for a couple of weeks doing admin which is also hard work in one way but we still get a more of a, like a routine and then we go out on a new project or have guests or host a, a, a tour or whatever it might be and I'm off I'm like I'm always excited for the next tour or the next project but then when like when you do that for a bit and you get tired because you're working hard and you're kind of feeling like just sitting on the couch relaxing I'm like oh yeah it's actually great because it just in a couple of days I am going home and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be home for like a week just like being in a routine doing more admin work on my computer and like chilling at home which I think is just so fortunate and so great and I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to do that and you know live our passion in that way yeah, I think I, I I couldn't agree more. I think you know, living your taking the step, taking the leap of faith, and um, going because that's that's exactly what it was. Like I think we've chatted about it in a previous episode where you were more the driving factor than I was to to kind of leave the industry and follow follow this dream we had, uh, which has worked out incredibly well for us. Um, but it was it, it 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 takes you out of your comfort zone, doesn't it? And it mm. it, it is difficult to do, you know basically societies why people are so nervous to follow their dreams i don't know correct me if i'm wrong carolina and i'd love your thoughts on it as well is society's kind of mindset on following your dreams is you it's it's designed to fail it's not it's not gonna you're not gonna succeed so rather go into um the the fields that society wants you to go into you know become a doctor you know we spoke about it in the car the other day about if you have a certain grade 
you're expected to become an engineer or a doctor or something your parents will say oh where are you going to go study law mm. or your friends and family will be like where are you going to go study medicine and but maybe that person doesn't want to study medicine even though their grades are yes great. you know you know if you want to do that do that and that's your dream amazing like so happy for you and that's great but i think like there's this pressure in society of like you know you're supposed to study you're supposed to do these things which i do understand i think it's a very good thing to do and they will create you a very good future but i think for me personally that uh, that wouldn't make me happy no uh, and as scary as it can be working for yourself because it's so uncertain all the time and like i definitely have moments where i'm like oh, should i really be doing this and should i just like maybe just go study and like take the safe route but the thing is i know that there's nothing that I could study that I'm as passionate about as I am about these the things we're doing now. Yeah. And that I would enjoy as much as I'm I'm enjoying what we're doing now. So as scary as it can be to do what we're doing, I think like we 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 trying to create a, a happier life like living and working our passion. And yeah. I think it's so sad when you see people who don't dare to do that jump because of what society expects from you. Well, I mean like, you know, I how many people do we come across, you know, clients, guests, whatever that are working so hard to retire early mm. and uh, you often come across people that are like 52 or 53 years old and they're like yeah two more years and i can retire i'm retiring 10 years early like you're obviously not happy in the job that you're doing yes you're good at it yeah you're good at your job you've you clearly well. are you've done really really well at your career and that's fantastic but you know maybe that like and sometimes they'll come in and be like oh, it's not that bad but actually, if you are aiming to retire 10 years earlier, like it, it, it definitely, maybe it wasn't that bad, but it definitely wasn't something you absolutely adored and loved doing. I actually want to read a quote to you because uh, it's about this exact tab subject. And it's a quote that I've had as my screensaver for so long. I have this little like vision board as, as, my, as my screensaver that I created when we you know, went on this journey yeah. uh, to kind of be able to vision like and keep myself motivated of like, why am I, why I'm doing this? And the quote goes, and then there's the most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. So let's chat about that a little bit, like the bet to buy it later. Like, so there are so many things that I'm so chuffed I did while I was younger, mm. you know what I mean? Traveling, doing this, you know, that you're, when you get, and don't get me wrong, it does stem down to being young at heart and you can at 65 or 70 years old. Oh, it's never go too out late. It's never too late. But there is some things that you do prefer to do when you're in your 20s and 30s. I think it's also just like if you have that desire to do it when you because some people don't and mm. then like that's fine if you want to you know like you're not feeling the desire to travel whatever then you shouldn't like you know what I mean and then maybe you'll get the desire later but I think it's if you have the desire you should try to do it now because you never know what happens yeah sorry exactly. I cut you off there no Continue. no I, by all means you you uh, you hit the nail on the head but I mean it, it's just it to buy happiness later. I mean, there's just something so wrong where you, you're, you're trying so hard to make money um, in order to, to retire early. I go back to my earlier statement and I'm just like, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
that you wouldn't do something that you were passionate because we've seen with so many entrepreneurs that when you are passionate enough about something, you put your at most into whatever you're doing. Like Wildest Kruger Safaris at the moment, me and mm. you are trying everything mm. to make this possible. And yes, there's ups and downs, as we all know. Absolutely. Um, it, but that's any business. But you know, maybe if it wasn't my business or our business, mm. I would have kicked the bucket a long time ago and gone like, Ugh, you know what? But when it's yours and it's something that you own and something that you're proud of, mm. you do everything to make that work. Um, so I got this question a while ago um, from someone on Instagram and um, they they asked me, why, why would you leave the industry when it's bouncing back in 2022? Uh, it's going to be busier than ever. And I answered quite arrogantly, um, and I'm sorry about that. I, I'm usually not in a very arrogant guy, but <laughs> I, I said, I said to them, uh, because I got tired of making other people money, mm. which is true. You know, we 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 come from the lodge industry. We worked years in the industry itself, and you know, you work hard. They are like anyone that is a guide or front of house or some or or manager knows how hard you work for you know what you receive it doesn't really add up the industry standard isn't isn't where it should be in my opinion and i think i think you know the lodge industry can be great uh it, you can land really cool opportunities and really good Absolutely. jobs that you know where you get to live in the bush and you can have a healthy like work-life balance and all of that but those opportunities are unfortunately quite rare and that's what we realized and we were like this is not really our passion and this is not really what we want to do for the rest of life which for other people it might be yeah like, you absolutely know, they're very passionate about this and so on and then i think it's different and then i think also a big thing that we should should mention is also we are very fortunate enough to have we fortunate to be able to do this yeah. we you know we are young enough to take the leap and take the risk to to jump full into this we don't have any you know kids or pets or houses to pay off or whatever uh, that is holding us back and that is creating that you know yeah uh, if we fail this is you know the repercussions we're very fortunate to not to not have that and we're also very fortunate to have family and that a support system and uh, that that helps us as not it. a trust fund don't no. get me wrong when we say support system we don't mean trust fund no but um, we have we have people around us that are willing to you know help, help us lending hand help lend us a helping hand and you know just just help us out and we know that if this fails they will be there for us yeah uh, and we have that trust you know support system that way that we we are able to do that and not everybody is fortunate enough to do so but i do think um that also sometimes people they create these barriers for themselves where they could be able to do something similar, but, they, but they're too scared. And I think there is still ways of doing what we're doing, even if you have kids or even if you have a house to pay off. You just have to really, you have to learn how to plan your finances and maybe save for a while to make sure you, that you're financially stable uh, before you jump into it. Yeah, but it, there is ways of doing it, and I think what we're trying to say here is that you know try to try to follow your passion, and that's what we, we yeah. try to inspire people to to follow their passions, live as happy of a life as possible, instead of just waiting to retire and feel like okay, but when I retire, then I can be happy, because then you, you know your whole life is is gone by already. For sure, and like like you said, you know the the lodge industry, the lodge game. Some people that is their dream, that is their passion. 
they want to live in their bush they want to have their their families there and that's great you know if that's your passion make it happen and make it work and work as hard as you can towards that but if it's not don't work towards something that you think you want yeah um and yeah rather pump the brakes and go actually what do i want and a lot of people are like oh well now i'm 25 26 years old what, what i've been doing it for six years i i know i'm, I'm good at it yeah just because you're good at something doesn't make make you passionate at it mm. and i'm obviously still a very passionate guide but would i have been as passionate if i was still in the permanent industry probably not um and it just it just follow your passion. <laughs> if I could just, <laughs> yeah, just okay. follow your passion. Like that's where we kind of get into. And I think we, you're talking a lot about the lodge industry and how we left lodge industry and why. Mm. And I think that's our unique position. But I think also when it comes to, you know, l- working and living the, the nine to five life. Yeah. And, you know, for some people that works very well and it's, it's, you know, they enjoy that and it's great and they have a healthy work-life balance and all of that. Uh, but then we, we also meet a lot of people who are miserable working like that and who only live for the weekend and always count down the days to their next holiday when they or when they can go home and do what they actually want to do and that find that makes me makes me sad because i'm like you shouldn't be working a job that's taking up so much time of your life uh, to work to like you know go out on the weekend and do what you want to do on the weekend mm. um, and yeah that's where i feel a lot of people get stagnant in that and don't really uh, try to get out of it and try to to do something where they actually will enjoy uh, you know most of their time instead of just absolutely just absolutely just like also some if there's some young guards out there just some some advice with regards to how you kind of look at the industry and the way I looked at it when I was in the permanent game which I obviously you know I really enjoyed and I loved working permanently as a guide over over the years but the way I looked at it was I never want to work at a specific at one lodge for more than two years mm. because you want to keep that passion alive as a guide in particular you know you want to be excited you want to you want to be excited about stuff you know you want to you want to you want to move from uh, you want to go experience different areas because then there's new animals new di- uh, dynamics of lions leopards whatever the case may be you know you're seeing different areas you're seeing different landscapes you're seeing different fauna and, uh, and flora so you know flowers for example you're learning different different stuff and even if it is kruger like most guides especially in south africa are so bent on kruger and that's because uh, kruger is one of it probably it, it is the most natural ecosystem in south africa it mm. is um and it's so vast even if you're here just because you are in the kruger national park doesn't mean you don't have to move move go to different areas of the kruger national park you know mm. go try a stint in the north for two years where you're just birding and because they don't have too many big cats out there, you know, your uh, your guiding skills are enhanced by doing other things. Mm. So you start learning birds uh, and more flora. And uh, you'll be amazed that if you just spend a couple of months in an area where you, you're not chasing the big five yeah. at what you learn. Um, and yeah, I, I just think, you know, when people get so bent on staying for eight, nine, ten years at one specific property... You know, miss out it, on a lot. You do, you do. You miss out on number one a lot of opportunities and a lot of learning. Mm. Um, you know, uh, some people will say they know. For example, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying this is this is the case, but you know, some people might find they know leopard behavior. They mm. they'll call themselves leopard behavioralists, yeah, and they've because they've been in the Sabi Sands for 15 years. No, 
that's not correct. You know Sabi sand leopard behavior. Mm. You know, you don't know uh, leopards in the northern Klesiri are very different. The behavioral characteristics are incredibly different mm. to the leopards in um, in the Sabi sands. And um, that's just, that. it's amazing to learn, especially like from my side, having jumped around with regards to leopard behavior into all these different reserves and every single ecosystem was unique. And that was amazing for me to see the uniqueness of all these different areas with regards to animal behavior. And I think what I would want to encourage people as well, because now you guys might be sitting there and being like, oh shit, but I don't really know what I want to do. Like, that's where, okay. You know, where do I want to go? And that's 100% okay. And that was the same thing with me when I first came to South Africa. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but something in me told me like I wanted to be here and this is where I was happiest and something was really pulling me to being here so I did everything I could to to be here and one thing led to another to another and then here I am and for you know yeah the lodge work was never my passion and never what I wanted to pursue as a career but I enjoyed it while it lost lasted and it was great and it got me so many new opportunities and taught me so much that sometimes if you don't really know what you want to do or you don't really know where to start the most important thing is to just do something start somewhere and just start somewhere and just like you know try to put yourself as as close as possible to you know because that's also like a question now i'm jumping a little bit but a question that we get a lot and like you know how can i do the same thing as that you're doing and there is no like course or one way of doing it and one answer to like oh let's you know this is what you need to study or this is what you need to do it's simply about putting yourself in this ecosystem in in this environment environment, and learning as much as you can growing as much much as you can and and try to get like grab the opportunities when when they get to you and that's that's pretty much all what it's all about and i think that's with a lot of different fields uh you know it's just about putting yourself in the right environment and start somewhere and you will eventually be able to you know climb your way up to to where your goals are because i mean between myself and you how many times have we got the question of how can we do i want to do something like you whether you whether it's you that wants to be a photographer you want to live in the bush whether it's me i want to i want to be a guide but they're they're from um other countries or something like that and i almost get it daily i i must have i I must have got 20 30 messages like that and it is where me and carolina are sitting right now we've worked hard to be here and And we're still trying to figure things out of course life's not perfect the podcast might seem perfect but life's not like we're still figuring out our own way of trying to make our dreams happen exactly like but we're trying and that's the most important thing we're not we're not sitting back and why we're actually talking about this is because of all these questions we get on instagram we're not just sitting back going like, oh, life really does owe me a favor. You know what I mean? Like, life doesn't owe you a favor. You've got to make that favor happen. You've got to grab it with both hands and kind of go, right, this is an opportunity. I'm going to drop everything I've, I I have right now and I'm just going to take the leap and I'm going to try make the best of this opportunity. If it doesn't work, oh, well, we go back to the drawing board. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you can have like all the qualifications and all the, you know, everything that you need to get certain jobs. But you, if you're just sitting around waiting for that job offer to come, it's not going to happen. You need to get out there and try to, you know, put yourself in the positions where you might get those opportunities. And then hopefully your qualifications will help even more or whatever. But even without qualifications, you can't just sit around and be like, okay, this is the dream job. I'm not going to settle for anything less. Like, obviously, you need to have standards and, like, you know, don't do shitty jobs, like, 
for too long because they, you know, you you don't want to put yourself in that position either. But it's about also just being like, okay, you know what? This is not my dream job, but it might get me to my dream job. So let me just do that for a bit. Or let me try to do these things that maybe isn't, you know, exactly what I want to do, but it's going to get me closer. And if you keep on working like that, doors will open and, and you will end up uh, figuring out what you want to do and be like eventually end up maybe in your dream position or in your goal or maybe finding a new goal fi figuring out that oh wait this this was great i actually love this even more now i want to actually work towards this goal instead and which you wouldn't have figured out if you didn't try that random thing the one time you know no exactly i think yeah it, it just it just stems fast with just being don't do what society expects you to do um where it's like okay there are you have to go to university you have to study law you have to study engineering you have to study architecture and the list goes on and on all these top mm. clusters this is what you're going to do or you're going to be a failure don't listen to the society it's a very old school mindset of um approaching the way you should study um you know the bush is a perfect place YouTube study. is the first. YouTube, the best university in the world. What are they calling it now? Yeah. YouTube University or U YouTube University. Of YouTube, <laughs> the University of YouTube. There's so much to learn out there. So YouTube. I think I think also yeah, we, we just, we're just trying to encourage people, inspire people to not give up on their dreams and not let other people's opinions stop them from from following what you, what they want to do. And it's never too late. Never too late. I think that's it for today. And yeah. we I hope you guys feel very inspired. I felt like we had yeah, this like was a... Quite, this was kind of like a, a motivational mm. podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel quite inspired, actually. I do. I feel yeah. like I want to go... I want to start another business. <laughs> <laughs> Not just yet. Can we Can we just... You know? Yeah. Let's just get this one going. Yeah. I think we, what we must just say as well is we are 100% no experts. Uh, we might be coming back in six months from now and be like, you know what? Everything we said in that po podcast was bullshit. Go to university and that's it. You know, like <laughs> we are we are no experts, but we're just saying from our experience and from, from what I think uh, we want to inspire people to do because we find it uh, very fulfilling in our lives. And we're also still just trying to figure out how we can make our dreams work. Absolutely. I think... Um Follow your dreams and follow your passions and you'll get you'll get where you want to be. Absolutely. Okay, I hope you guys all have a great start of the new year and uh, we will be coming up with a new episode in two weeks like normal and that time we will have our guest with us. Yeah. Which I think will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll chat soon. <laughs>